Good morning. Good morning. Wow, we, we didn't even have to do a test. It's already up. Pastor Joe Miller, the congregation of New Hope, it's always a blessing to be with you guys. Um, just to partake, Can you, is this clear? Coming clear? Okay. Um, it, just to partake in the word of God. I don't know about you, do you know that we live in a time that we really need the word? We really need the word. Um, I, I found myself the last few months starting to look at the news like I'm becoming old. And uh, <laughs> my wife can help me with that. <laughs> but I've been disturbed because the news have been so graphic in a way, or is it just that the world is just spinning in a way that I've never thought of, especially 30 years ago, growing up in the 80s, you, the things that we're experiencing, I'm like, oh my goodness, but then I look at the word, thousands of years ago, they're <laughs> doing some of the similar stuff, and but I'm so grateful that no matter what, we can always go to the word of God, and again, um, I thank you for this opportunity. He's not just your pastor, but he's a beloved friend of mine and my family, him and Amy. We love you guys so much. Words cannot express what you guys mean to us. They are our family away from my family in Michigan. And it's, if I continue to talk about them, I'm going to start crying. I don't need to do that. So let's keep moving. <laughs> but, you know, I just want to ask you this. Are you... Are you ready for the season? Are you ready for the season? I, before I, I got to pause and give honor to God first, though, I'm so sorry. Lord, you are amazing. You are the only true living God. And because of him loving us so much, giving us Christ Jesus, I'm so grateful to be standing before you today. And also my lovely wife and family. I just want to ask you this question. Are you ready for the season? This, this season, you ready for it? Maybe. You are? You ready? Some of you like, well, I still haven't bought, um, you know, some things, some items for my husband or for my wife or for my loved one. But I said, well, are you ready for the season? Advent season. I, I really like the lighting of um, it's the Lopez, right? The Lopez family, you guys are beautiful. I just met you guys the last maybe 15, 20 minutes. Um, but it seemed like I've been knowing you for already a long time. But the Advent season, and we know that this season, sometimes we don't look at the Advent season as we look at um, happy holiday season, as we will notice. And, some, and, and I'm not saying that it's not good, it's not... Um, it, I mean, it's relevant for us to give to each other, but there sometimes we can overlook Christ and the reason for the season. And Advent season is so important. Um, and I'm a little bit ashamed of this, but I didn't know what Advent season was until like maybe eight years ago, even after seminary, <laughs> because we don't really talk about Advent. And when I think of Advent, I'm like, is that a movie or? But it was Advent season. And it wasn't until I was on my way um, to be relocated over here. 
But Advent season, and you, many of you may know, but I'm just going to give you my thoughts on it and my study from it. And, and it's focused on the expectation and that it serves as an anticipation of Christ's birth. But it's not just that. The word Advent is derived from the, the, the Latin word Adventus, which is meaning coming. And not only that, it was the expectation of Christ being born, but now we can expect and anticipate on his second coming. Okay, so this is why we have this Advent season. This is why we light the candle, because remember, it was Christ who died and resurrected. And some, of them, some preachers may say, hey, you're supposed to be going to Calvary at the end of the sermon, but this is who we are talking about. It's all through the sermon. And him dying and resurrecting. And then because he ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit descended. And that he not only lives, but he lives inside of us. And I've heard that Jesus said in his word that he is the light of the world. And because we are his children, we represent that light as well. And so I'm so grateful to come out of Zephaniah, Zephaniah. And I don't have any slides, but I do have the Bible. Amen to that, right? I think sometimes we can get so, <laughs> yeah, you clap right there. Sometimes I was telling my wife, I remember I used to have all these tech, technology, uh, this, these um, iPads. Remember, it was like big. You had an iPad, people videotaping in front of the little children in front of the church. They made sure you knew them. I mean, it was this big. They were like, you know, it was the thing to have an iPad. It's all right to laugh. It's okay, y'all. We can laugh at church. You won't, you know, God, God I heard in Psalm that he, he, he laughs too. So it's okay. But yeah, I mean, it was the thing. I said, ooh, Andrew. I told my wife, I gotta get one of those. Everybody, you know, videotape it, you know, and, and I found myself, I'm like, you know what? I don't even highlight or bring my Bible anymore. I, I bring the, the tablet or the electronic, but I've got away from the Bible. And so I went back to highlighting. I, I, it's okay to go back, you know? Tell your neighbor, it's okay to go back. It's okay to go back. But just Zephaniah, we're going to be looking at um, today. And this is a great, y'all have a wonderful, I, I, I got to say, Pastor Joe has a great spiritual gift in the historicity approach of his development of his, um, his theology and just who he is. And he helps me. I just want to say this because he's a humble guy. He won't tell you. It's okay. I'm going to tell you. But he's, you have a blessed pastor. You're not missing a meal at all spiritually. So just thank God for him and Amy and the family, okay, when you get the opportunity. Um, but Zephaniah, just want to uh, just give you the background as we go into this. Zephaniah name means hidden of Jehovah. And I do want to explain this because he was one who God was actually sharing what Ephesians 3 talks about, his mystery of God. And that is not only that the Jews will be his chosen people, but it will also be the Gentiles. And that 
when you see hidden of Jehovah. And not only that, but it's the judgment that because of sin that's entered in the earth because of Adam and Eve, we will have to face judgment. But what was hidden is the grace through his son, Jesus Christ. Here, Zephaniah had the opportunity to share this. But I'm going to go a little early on some words, but some people wasn't feeling it. <laughs> and so, because he was considered the prophet of punishment and promise, okay? Zephaniah, and this is why they wasn't feeling it, the Jews, because they were into their sin. They were feeling good. And this is why we need to reflect on this season. It's easy to go a left route just by doing simple things like having a presence, having a tree, you know, but don't forget who hung on a tree and don't forget who is the present. That's why this is the present day. This is a gift that we are alive right now. So just keeping our, ourselves in line with what the word says and knowing that everything else is just a byproduct of what God has already done for us. Amen. Is that all right? And, and this is just a, a, a check. This, this um, lesson is just a check today. And going back to Zephaniah, <laughs> he foretold the destruction of the Jews that you're about to go into exile <laughs> with, by the, the Chaldeans. Now, if you hear somebody preach that, you like, mm-mm. And we know uh, by this time they have some big march about that person down in Washington, D.C. Can I get an amen about that? We march about everything. Oh, we can't have more canned goods. Let's march. <laughs> no more canned goods. They just took the cans. We marching. Oh, I'm sorry. I got out the mar- I'm sorry. I forgot the. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm sorry I didn't speak to you guys. That's online. Uh, I, I totally forgot I'm online. So, <laughs> but we just march about everything. You know, I did like the March of Dimes. We need to keep that. Uh, that's, that's really good. Uh, but it's some, some things that we march about. I'm like, oh, they should have thought about that one especially when there's only 50 people show up. Anyways, let me keep moving. So here he told, and he was very bold, he told the Jews, look, you're not following the ways of the Lord. You are now living in a life of sin. And so he called them to repentance, but bluntly told of the judgment to come if they don't change or repent. And so the key verse of Zephaniah 1.12, it says, I will search with lanterns in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem's darkest corners, to punish those who sit complacent in their sins. Meaning that they're enjoying it. Uh, I go to church, but I don't have to really change. I don't, uh, you know, Pastor Joe know me, um, but I, I believe that we, we continue to always express the whole context of the word of God. And God is saying, I mean, through, through Zephaniah, you up here doing wrong and you think you're getting away with it. And that's what he told them. And they think in this verse, in verse 12, they think that the Lord will do nothing to them, either good or bad. Y'all see this kind of, pride that's going on right now in this world 
in this country and even in our families, even with ourselves. But God is still saying that. He said, don't think that I'm at your level. Don't think that you are above me. And don't forget about my word. My words still stand. And there are some things that this uh, great nation is, is going from, and they're not focusing on the word like it used to. We know that. The word said that. But we have to continue to let our light so shine towards men so they can see our good works and glorify the Father. Amen? And so... Advent season is so wonderful. And I do want to express this key chapter of Zephaniah chapter 3. This is the key chapter of Zephaniah. It's God's deliverance. But I want to read um, the beginning of Zephaniah 3, 1 through 5. And then we're going to get to the, the, the fun part. Because some people are like, I thought this was Advent season. It's supposed to be joyful. It is, but we got to know what we're joyful about first, all right? Because some people be joyful. I'm like, you know what you're shouting about? Oh. Verse 1 of chapter 3. What sorrow waits, and if, it, if you hear something that, um, that relates to what you see what's going on in, in society, you could say, mm, all right, it's okay. I love that. I, I really do. What sorrow waits rebellious, polluted Jerusalem? This is God saying it. The city of violence and crime. Wait a minute. But Jesus was born in Jerusalem. Remember, this is before. But here, God is saying, what sorrow awaits rebellious, polluted Jerusalem? And this is in NLT, too. The city of violence and crime. No one can tell it anything. It refuses all correction. There you go. I, I, was, I need, the, you, you know, you can see that where people are not going to the word in today. Yes, that was right on time. Mm. <laughs> it does not trust in the Lord yeah, or draw near to its God. Its leaders are like roaring liars. And he's talking about the government hunt, hunting for their victims. Its judges are like ravishness wolves at evening time. They real hungry. Yeah. Who by dawn have left no trace of their prey. Its prophets, preachers, are arrogant liars seeking their own gain. Its priests defile the temple by the disobeying God's instruction, which is his word. But verse 5, this one you can shout. But the Lord is still there in the city. That's where we're coming out. That's my anchor scripture today. Because no matter what is going on, no matter what we're experiencing, we know that this can be a tough time for many families, even for mine, who those where we are lost around this time. But the Lord is still there. I'm just here to say that there is hope. There is still hope. This is why we have joy, no matter what circumstances, no matter what we go through, no matter what season. But this season, 
reflects the hope that we have no matter what, that the world didn't give and the world cannot take away. That's why we rejoice today. The purpose of Zephaniah is to show us that our heavenly father who saved us from his wrath by placing upon his son will keep us safe from wrath to come. That's rejoicing. That's, that's some shout news right there. That's the best present that I've ever received in my life. It's the life of Jesus Christ that he exchanged. And I don't want to go too ahead of myself, but he exchanged for my mess. And we can be blessed. This is the reason why. This is called grace. So let us rejoice. And, and since there is hope, there's four things I want you to Take away four things, all right? We're going to talk about repent of pride, remnant of people, reverent praise, and redemptive promise, all right? Repent of pride, remnant of people, reverent praise, and redemptive promise. It's all right to say amen if you want to, so... <laughs> but I want to go to um, start with repent of pride. And I was really battling with this. because I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't sound like a joyous uh, point right there, Lord, you know. But then I was looking what he said in verse 11. It says, on that day, and this is uh, Zephaniah 3, 11. On that day, you will no longer need to be ashamed. For you will no longer be rebels against me. Then he said, I will remove all proud and arrogant people from among you. And what day is he talking about? He's talking about the second coming. He's talking about that day of judgment when he poured his wrath. But he said, I will remove all proud people. I'm like, oh, Lord, I do not want to be proud. Because if I'm proud, I'm not part of that remnant. I'm part of the rebellious who are going to be in eternal flames. flames. So, Lord, I repent. I repent of my pride. I repent right now. And how powerful is repentance, especially for someone who is a leader, one who has a... a, 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 a a way of an influence in the community, especially a king, like, um, or, or, or one who leads as a prophet. In 2 Chronicles um, 32 to 26, Hezekiah was, um, he humbled himself. He was experiencing a sickness that he was not going to live through. He, his heart was so hurt because he became prideful at one point but he humbled himself to the point that God changed his outcome and advanced him 15 more years of his life because he repented it wasn't Lord I don't want to die it's the fact I broke your heart that is the gift that God gave to us that we can give back to him and he want to see if his children feel the way he did about us, or does about us. And we know that what sin had done to us 
on, on this earth. But I'm reminded of what Jesus did. And so when we are in this Advent season, knowing that who was so perfect, so loving, still loving, and so perfect, what he did for us, we can never repay. That's why we're so joyful. And that's why it's so, I wouldn't say easy, but it's a must to repent of our pride. The fundamental of sin is the sin of pride. Y'all know who said that? Pastor Joe last week. <laughs> I don't know if you was listening, but it, stunt, it just hit my heart because so many people won't experience the grace given to them because of you can't repent when you are enjoying fundamentals of sin and sin is pride. And what God is asking for us to do is not to look at repentance as coming up from the church. Well, you know, I accept you as Lord and Savior and Lord, forgive me for my sin and do a prayer. That's nice. But I want you to look. And it says that in verse, in verse 12, those who are left will be lowly and humble. For it is they who trust in the name of the Lord. That's not just you coming up front and doing a prayer. That's a lifestyle. I mean, Luke 9, 23, we familiar. If any one of us want to follow me, you must what? Give up your own way or you must deny yourself. Take up your cross daily. It didn't say just take up the cross, but it says this is your sanctification process. So we should live a lifestyle of repentance. That's repent of pride, not just confessing one thing and then I'm good. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. But you know what's so amazing? Because we are, we have the opportunity to operate in that capacity of being who God called us to be even though we live in the flesh. And because of that, we are saved, but also acknowledging, Lord, we still don't get it right. This is why we are so joyful, because we never can be at his level, but because of his love, he put us with him. And not only that, but he lives in us so we can be that light. I don't know about you, I'm really excited about Advent season. <laughs> and so the second thing, so we have the first repent of pride. And see, when you repent of pride, now you can be a remnant of people. What does that mean? Well, let's look in verse 13, what he talks about. He said, the remnant of Israel will do no wrong. What? How would that happen? I live in a, Joe, I, 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 Pastor Joe, I do wrong every day. I did wrong this morning. I just spoke to my wife, you know? I'm the only one. I know that. It's all right. It's okay. I, I want to be where you guys are, but I know that. I, didn't, I don't speak to my wife right all the time. And I might say something that I'm like, oh, my goodness, where did that come from? But then I'm the remnant of Israel? Will do no wrong? They will never tell lies? 
Are you talking about those that never do their income taxes, Lord? It's all right to laugh, y'all. Oh, somebody's saying, ouch, my fault, I'm sorry. <laughs> or deceive one another. And that happens. But God said, we are a remnant. And what do you mean by that? This remnant is according to the election of grace. That the few the Lord reserved for himself left in the land or in his church for his own glory, who, being truly convinced of sin and brought to believe in Christ. So even when you mess up, knowing that you messed up, you give it to the Lord. Your heart is what God is looking at. And so we can rejoice. We can rejoice. And that is why we, ex- we, we are excited. We celebrate Christ this season. I do want to say what Romans and what Paul said in Romans 9, 27. Though the people of Israel are as numerous as the sand of the seashore, only a remnant will be saved. And you know, so amazing. This wasn't in my notes, Pastor, but I, I got to say this. I've been part of so many, I've been to a lot of conferences that's church plant conferences. And the way Jesus planted a church with 12, they would have said it's failure. Do you know that he started with 12? And it's the most Southwest, any organization cannot market the way Christ did through 12. So I'm sorry for those church plant organizations. You're wrong. (laughs) Because our Lord and Savior showed that you can have all the numbers you want. And this is why I don't get excited about big churches. I get excited about those who have the heart for his word. I want to not see your church. I want to see your house. I want to see how you live at home. Oh, Jesus was in their house. He was healing the, the mother of, of Peter. And, the, you know, he, we can just go on. As 1 Thessalonians 2 a says, the good news or the gospel, we don't not just share the gospel through our mouths, but our lives too. Repent of pride, remnant of people, reverent praise. This is when we can shout, you guys, but we have to get in line. Because <laughs> you have to be, know what, you know what you're shouting about. I have to repent of my pride. Now I'm remnant of people. And because of that, Lord, you said in verse 14, sing, O daughter of Zion. You're like, wait a minute. Daughter? I'm a man. He's talking about the church. <laughs> Shout aloud, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart. And he said, rejoice with all your heart. So I saw reverend here. You can come to church or come to this building, to this service, and like give God the praise. Like, oh, I want to hear you shout. And I'm Baptist. You know, I came up Baptist. It's okay. 
we could be a little stiff at, at, at one point, but then we would start getting happy about certain things. I mean, it goes from, you know, uh, Presbyterian <laughs> to like, <laughs> you had a basketball game, you know? And, and I love a Presbyterian, Presbyterian too. I mean, I love, I love it all. I, I love every blend. But I want you to get this though. We all may praise God in a certain way, but is it in his way? The reverent way is his way. And know what the reverent way is? Hmm. The reverent way is your whole life. Psalm 22, 23 says, praise the Lord, all you who fear him. Honor him, all you descendants of Jacob. That's us, because Jesus have adopted us. Show him. It said, show him reverence. All you descendants of Israel. And the reverence is you honoring him, not just in front of the people, when I go home, I'm honoring, showing him I love you and I love what you gave me, my wife. I love my son. I love my daughters. love my sons. I got to get used to that. I got a new one. <laughs> sons. Sons. Like, oh, Lord, Lord, like, what about John? And you bringing that. And also to your job. I'm going to say something. Even when you're driving behind your, in your car on 695. You talk about street ministry. <laughs> and sometimes, because I do work uh, out of D.C. every now and then, I have to go in the field. And I do ha have a trip every now and then there. And D.C., oh, my goodness. If you want to know if you, if you want to know what's in you, <laughs> take, take us 695 to 295 or go through Frederick and hit that way and go straight there and just... You know, either way, you're going to find out what's in you. That's why we have to repent of pride. <laughs> Put it right on me, Lord. <laughs> but this is a lifestyle of praise. And so continuing to reflect the Lord in your life is a praise within itself. And then when you come and you are entering into his, I mean, his presence with thanksgiving, you're coming and you're before the people of God. That's all so great. But it's nothing like when you're living a lifestyle. The lifestyle is who you are. The praise is not something you conjure up. It's just who you are. You can't wait. I think about my, my baby son. When he gets excited, he is so excited. And he's not conjuring up. He just can't keep himself still. And I looked, I said, you know, he is so excited. I mean, he's like, you know, he's just vibrating. I'm like, oh my goodness. I said, a baby is doing this. And I'm like, why don't I do that? Because it's a lot of things that as I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan and I do like uh, Yoda. He's one of my favorites. And he did say this. You must unlearn what you have learned. And I think that's where, and it, it, I know you're like, okay, you went from the Bible and Star Wars. But 
what I took from that is what Zephaniah was basically saying in the spiritual aspect. He was saying, look, you're focusing on these things that you may have been brought up in, these idols, but you need to unlearn that and now learn the true living God. And I have too much pride to do what my son do in front of anyone. He doesn't care. And I'm like, Lord, I want that. He said, you have too much pride. You worry about what some people may think. And so just that, just to share with all of you, that there's something that we can do more to express who is in us so we can be that light. And then the last thing, this is why this is so, so key for Advent season is the redemptive promise of Jesus Christ. The redemptive promise. We already experienced his first coming. We, this is before. They didn't even know Jesus coming at all. They, they had the faith, but they didn't see it. We seen it. And, he, and the Holy Spirit's in us. And now we're anticipating on him coming back. Verse 16 talks about how on that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, cheer up, Zion, don't be afraid. For the Lord your God, I'm just going to read all the way through. The Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness, with his love. He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Verse 18, I will gather you whom mourn for the appointed festivals. You will be disgraced no more. And verse 19, and I will deal severely with all who have oppressed you. I will save the weak and helpless ones. I will bring together those who were chased away. I will give glory and fame to my former exiles wherever they have been mocked and shamed. But verse 20, and on that day, I will gather you together and bring you home again. That's so good news right there. First Peter 1.13b says, put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Saving us is that redemptive, that redemptive pro promise, saving us from his wrath and gain the possession of something in exchange for payment of Christ's blood clearing our sin debt. So I'm gonna encourage everyone this season, Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold tightly without wavering. It's tough when it's just us, when it's ourself. But the Holy Spirit is right inside of us. So when I see that car cut me off, I'm going to be reminded not to say things that I want to say in my flesh, but I'm going to hold tightly 
like, Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm not going to waver because I believe my hope is in you, not this person cutting me off. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we, aff- we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. God has never failed and will not. We thank you, Lord. You have been so good to us. Even though we, (sighs) I want to say we can be a Debbie Downer, but we can put in a perspective, in a negative way, in our lifestyle or just in our thinking, just the goodness of what you've done and we take it for granted. We may not even consider looking at the things that you've done, but consider the things that we have didn't even know that we have placed as idols. This season is great um, because of you. It's okay to give presents. It's okay to go shopping. But when it's something that we put before you, it is not okay. Our joy is not in stuff. Our joy is not in what we can gain. But our joy is only because who is the joy of the world? Jesus, born in a manger born in a way that man would never have imagined, could not imagine. And he died in a way that man couldn't even imagine and can't even live through and couldn't even die because we wasn't perfect enough. And now we're here anticipating on that second coming. We're grateful to know that your coming Maybe soon. But I'm also grateful for what you said in the last two verses of the Bible. He who is faithful witness to all these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. Amen.